basic witches and wizards. Happy 2018. Thank you for being patient as we get this first episode of the year out. Finally, I'm so excited to be doing this. I'm so excited to have some new energy to move into the new year and a way to share some of that with you guys. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for your support in another year. And let's get moving with with 2018. I'm really excited about it. So I have some podcast updates to give you guys some things that you can expect from me. Um, Maybe some changes, some updates and things like that. Um, First of all, you guys have noticed I have been doing a little intro introduction before the episode, which has been very helpful for me and I think you guys as well. It makes me feel a little bit more organized and helps, I think, you kind of get into the vibe of what's coming in the episode. So we're going to continue with the intros. Also, I'm going to, I know it's funny for me to say this, on the first week of the year, first episode of the year, which was not consistently posted on our specified dates, but we will be having some consistency in in the posting of the days. So I am currently planning out my recording schedule for this year. And within the next week or so, I will also have um, chosen the best day of the week to um, publicize all of my podcasts. So if you have um, a suggestion, if you would like to see it posted every Tuesday, every Wednesday, or every Thursday, or another day, whichever, um, send me a message on Instagram, and I will keep your opinions in mind. Also, a great place for you to give me feedback is our private Facebook group. So that's facebook.com backslash raw talk with Sheena. I think, honestly, I think maybe there's a group word in that. So easiest thing for me here, I'm, I'm actually going to look it up really quickly, but I will also put it at the bottom of the show notes. So if you have any suggestions, if you want to connect with other people who listen to this podcast, who may be dealing with similar things that you're dealing with, um, go ahead and, and join the Facebook group. It's a really fun place. People are connecting from all over the country in all different cities. Um, People are making friends and meeting up and it's very cool and we're giving each other suggestions and supporting one another. So it's been great. Um, I looked up the URL and it's a bunch of numbers. So just go to the show notes and click on the link for the Facebook group. But the title of the group is Raw Talk with Sheena, Topics, Tips and Support. support. Okay, so um, today's episode is brought to you by my businesses. And if you're not familiar with those yet, that is Raw Republic, which is Louisiana and New Orleans' premier cold-pressed organic juice bar, meaning we were the first, and we continue to be one of the only ones that remains 100% organic, remains 100% cold-pressed, and committed to pressing every single day. It's the most vibrational and not to sound woo-woo, but um, spiritually expansive places in the city, in my opinion. And it's because not only are we really shaking things up in terms of nutrition, for example, we are one of the only smoothie bars that is making our own nut milks for bases for our smoothies. We're every single thing that we use as an ingredient we are making. And that is a very, very unique thing for juice bars. Sometimes, you know, places are um, inspired to cut corners and and do cheaper options. But from the get-go, we have been very committed to handcrafting our products, making them in small batches, making sure that all the ingredients are of the highest quality and we continue to commit to that. So if you are in New Orleans, please stop by Raw Republic. It's located at 4528 Magazine Street. And so coincidentally, we have an amazing, if you are visiting New Orleans, we have an amazing art gallery right across the street as well. An amazing yoga studio 
it's an incredible block to visit if you're in New Orleans and you can make it uptown. We've got the Juice Bar. We've got Ashley Longshore, the art gallery across the street, an amazing yoga studio, and a couple of other businesses that surround us that just make the whole block and experience incredible. Another place is called the Beach Shop, which I love, and they have tons of crystals and gems to make jewelry. So come stop by. Um, The second part of this episode is brought to you by my other business, which is also Raw Republic's sister business. And that is called The Space. And The Space is located right above Raw Republic. It's on the second floor. And there we are selling conscious retail products from skincare to books to home care um, elements and and decorative things all in the wellness sphere. We also host about five to seven wellness practitioners who each have their own modality that they're practicing, but the, the services range from energy healing, like Reiki, reconnective healing, matrix energetics, to consulting on the, the lines of nutrition and life consulting, and then also acupuncture, meditation, and yoga. Um, so the, the services are provided by people who are generally um, very well schooled in lots of modalities. They've been practicing for a long time. They are the go-tos in New Orleans for me, um, for my healing, for my wellness, for my spiritual development. And I think that if you had a session with them, you would agree. So for those of you who are not in New Orleans, a lot of them are also offering distance healing sessions. So I'm putting a link in the bio to get in touch with us at the space if you are in need of a life coach, in need of a nutrition consultant, in need of a distance spiritual consultant. We have amazing practitioners on board for you. Um, another thing that the space does is it hosts events and workshops in the community and wellness spheres in New Orleans. And I love this about it because I was the person who owned a juice bar five years ago who was trying to have a book club on a bench that was, you know, basically the size of my foot. And it was really just an attempt to begin connecting with my community and connecting with other people on things that I didn't have friends to talk to about some of these topics. So, um, so I just, you know, it was just my attempt at connecting people like I do through this podcast. So something else that the space is able to do is to host events. We have speakers, we have workshops, we have people who are traveling in to do events. And um, one of those events is happening on January 20th. We are having Mood by Moss, which is an aura portrait yurt that travels. So This is done by my friend. Her name's Carrie Moss, and she's from Austin, Texas. She's an incredible person, very connected and grounded, and she builds a yurt in in many different businesses across the country and sets up for a couple of days to take a picture of your aura, and it is one of the coolest things. I was doing a lot of testing with it the last time she was in town. I was I was looking at my portrait before I did meditation and after, before particular juices and after. And it was really incredible how much can change and how the colors just symbolically mean so much. So if you have a chance and you're in New Orleans, make sure to sign up for the Mood by Moss Aura Portrait pop-up. And again, that's going to be on January 20th. And I will, um, I'll put the link to the Spaces Facebook event page where you can buy tickets for that. And I think it's $42 for a portrait, which is a really good deal because it's something that you're going to hold on to for a long time. So I am... Really happy to bring this first episode of the year to you. Um, This episode really gets into the new vibe of the podcast where I hope that you'll notice some changes in me and my capacity to share. And I think that this has been a result of some major shifts and awakening experiences that have happened over the past couple of months 
the first few podcasts of this year will address some of the occurrences that have br- that have really brought me to my knees in a lot of ways, but also as a result have brought me to a place of more clarity and self-acceptance of myself. And I think that that is the case for a lot of transformational occurrences that have happened in everyone's lives. I'm sure that you guys can relate. Um, You heard in the last episode that I was definitely experiencing some challenges with business. And I think that personally, a lot of my showing up for what was happening inside of me allowed some of those external things to take place, to continue teaching me, to hopefully continue elevating my experience of life and bringing me to a greater understanding of myself and what I want and things like that. So a lot of things happened in the past few months and I'm still kind of breaking them down. I'm still unpacking them, understanding them. Some of them have to do with things that we'll talk about on the podcast that are specific topics. And then some things may just be combined into a, a stream of consciousness episode, which we may try in the in the middle of the month. So, But one of the first things that happened that I feel began sort of this transformational time was that I had a session with my friend and healer, Noelle Eanes. So many of you may have heard her on the podcast before. She is an acupuncturist and Eastern medicine practitioner. She has trained with people who have created Eastern healing modalities that are followed by thousands and thousands of people across the country, across the world. Um, She's amazing. She's incredibly intelligent. She's incredibly grounded. Her information comes from, I, I would say, probably 10 to 15 years of experience in this work. And She's wonderful. So her name is Noelle Eanes, not to be confused with the fact that, yes, we also did record this episode in New Orleans, New Orleans, if you're local. Um, and it, it, it was us recounting a lot of what was that session that I had with her about five or six months ago, which involved wet cupping. So we're going to go into that. I know it sounds scary. Some of you may also listen to my friend Stassi Schroeder's podcast, Straight Up with Stassi. And Stassi actually experienced this this procedure type of service the last time she was in New Orleans with Noel as well. And um, it's transformational. It it began accessing part of my emotions that I had not been willing to talk about or access for years of my life. It really opened me up and I hope that you enjoy hearing about it as much as I've enjoyed coming to understand the great impact of it. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my friend and healer, Noelle Eanes. You're listening to a fresh new podcast on healing, spiritual development, nutrition, energy work, and sometimes aliens. From the owner of the celebrity acclaimed Raw Republic Juice Bar and Wellness Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sheena Manina. Yes, that's her real name. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. Let's take a deep breath before we get into this topic because it's kind of intense. So everyone take a deep breath. Okay, so Noelle is here. Many of you have met Noelle. She is an acupuncturist and an Eastern medicine practitioner here at The Space, and we've worked together personally for now, I guess, three years. Yeah. So I've I've trusted you and let you do basically everything on me, even though, like, yeah. even though let's start from the beginning of our relationship. I walked into the place where you were practicing at the time and I was like, Hey, I'd like to have an acupuncture appointment, but possibly no needles. Yeah. Who does that? I I don't know. It was the cutest thing though. I was like, who is this little fairy princess walking in and being like, you'll make holes in my aura. Don't do it. Right. Yeah. Someone had told you that and you were really scared, but then at the same time you were there. So, right. So I knew I needed, and this was before, this was before I'd really made a lot of connections in the healing realm. Like I really didn't 
know who to talk to. I didn't have someone to, I don't know, I didn't have someone that I trusted to access what was going on with my body or my mind or my spirit. So I guess there was just something that drew me to that place and drew me to you. And you have such this demeanor of comfort and um, presence and an ability to just access someone where they are. And also you do so much internal work. This is something I stress on the podcast all the time. Like your practitioner has to be doing so much internal work. This has to be something that's interesting to them, not just on a logical level, but mm-hmm. also on an experiential level where like, it's interesting for them to see how this plays out in their own life. Right. Which doesn't look like them always behaving perfectly, quote unquote. It looks like them participating in yes. a normal existence yes. in a lot of ways. Yes. You know? So, But anyway... Um, yeah, someone had said that at I think it was a longevity conference or something or it was it was at the Premier Research Labs in Austin, Texas and they mm-hmm. are someone who they 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 used to be a very very strong company in the supplement world mm-hmm. and they would do these very intense like mud packing treatments and things like that at their research facility mm-hmm. and someone who was doing one of the the healing energy practices was that's who I was speaking to. And he said that he, in a lot of ways was patching energetic holes from acupuncture or trauma or something like that. Isn't that interesting? interesting. Yeah. I mean, well, what is interesting about that really is that we were taught to quote unquote, cover the hole with our fingers when we take out a point. So you'll notice that I will do Mm -hmm. that during treatments. Right. So I don't know, maybe there's some validity to what he's saying, you know, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. The difference in what, and I, what I felt like his perspective was versus the way that I feel now, because for a long time I was very resistant to, to doing it because I was afraid. Mm-hmm. But the way that I feel now, I think that my approach in a lot of things is yeah. a little bit more grounded. Yeah. And it's a very physical experience. Yes. You were, while- and you, yes. And I remember seeing you at that time. Yeah. And you were so incredibly sensitive. I think you were stretched really, you were working a lot. Mm-hmm. And you were just stretched really um, thin. And so your field was just so, like, you were just, you're just so sensitive to. Right. To everything. I think when I was doing Shakadu on you, which is a non-invasive, that was too intense sometimes. That you was a lot. That? I yeah. remember. Yeah. It's so interesting because while I still feel like I'm sensitive, I feel like there's there's a coming of age situation happening yeah. with me personally. Yeah. And it's causing me to be able to participate in my physical body differently. Yeah. This is the way I'm seeing it visually right now. Okay. So imagine if you were... so what I'm seeing is like a circle and then like the energy spread out in almost like a starburst mm-hmm. because you're spreading, you were really in the business a lot and you were spreading your energy so thin, yeah. almost like a paper lantern where anything that touched it just whew, like would move you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Where now it's like, you're drawing back your, you're drawing back some of your energy and becoming a little bit more um, solid in your field so mm-hmm. that way you can interact with things that yes you're sensitive but it doesn't like throw you off the course in the, does that make sense exactly yeah mm-hmm. and that's a really good metaphor and yeah. a lot of things are happening and and what I also want to stress through that is that I had an understanding of a lot of these concepts logically for a very long period of time. Mm-hmm. Boundaries, protect yeah. your energy, all oh, these things. Oh, it's so different. Logical and experiential, you can't. No. <laughs> you and can't and actually, it's also, it's also kind of hard to force before you're right. ready. Right. You know, like right. I... I didn't feel confident enough. For example, I'll give an example. Like I didn't I, in the past. I, d- I didn't feel confident enough if someone would walk into the business and not giving them walk into the juice bar or the space, and I wouldn't feel confident not giving them what they wanted from me. If they wanted four hours of my time, I would right. sit there and give it to them. If they wanted a health diagnosis, I'd sit there and give it to them. If they right. wanted, and 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 they've. And sometimes people would want that without asking as well. Yes. And I would be able to tune into it and I would want to provide it for them. I can so relate to that. Yes. Yeah. But there was, there, there wasn't, it was a, 
a reactive way of living instead of a conscious way of living and a, and a creative and regenerative way of living because mm-hmm. that's not a sustainable way yeah. to act every yeah. single day. Right. Especially yeah. when I was here, like exposed, you know, now I have an office, I have a good balance. I'm yeah. creating more of that balance, but that is what I was experiencing on a daily basis. Yeah. And I think that there are some people who can be in a retail environment, like a couple of our managers, many of our retail people now, mm-hmm. they are incredible. They thrive in that. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who can just, just naturally, they're so contained and solid in that way mm-hmm. that their interactions are not so much depleting yeah. for me, for some reason. Um, I think because I was also creating on another level outside of the, that interaction, I'm also building a business. Exactly. It was too much. It's Yes. Where for another person, it's just they can put that hat on, that role, and they can go perform the role, and then they go back to their life, and they can kind of end it. For you, it never ended. Right. And still doesn't in a lot of are. ways. Yeah. It's it's very yeah. built in. But um, one thing that I wanted to focus on on this podcast was something that I think began a big transformational time in my life, and it started with you, and it was, um, you bled me. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, you bled me. <laughs> Yes, I did. Like a modern day, like, <laughs> like let's take your blood out and give you new blood sort of yeah. situation. But um, do you remember And what- we just lost about 500 people <laughs> decided not to listen anymore. Just kidding. Don't be scared. Uh-huh. Um, it's a, it's, so what was the, what was the um, impulse in us doing that? Okay, so, so this treatment is, um, it's called wet cupping, um, I don't practice wet cupping usually unless there's, I've seen someone several times and I'm like, this needs to be done, right? Um, I learned it as part of the Shakaju therapy training that I had. So, and remind um, people what Shakaju is yes. as well. So, Shakaju is a non invasive form of. It's so funny. Do you call it acupuncture because you're not actually puncturing the skin? But it's a, a non invasive form of. Um, Eastern medicine developed in Japan by a man named Kobayashi Sensei, uh, Sensei Kobayashi, who I studied with in Hawaii. And um, during this conference, it was like, you know, we're all, I was blown away because so much of what I had been studying in terms of energy was suddenly like the, the role of consciousness as of the practitioner in a treatment were suddenly being talked about in a professional setting where I think Eastern medicine and acupuncture, traditional Chinese medicine is much more, um, it's sort of like you, they the don't book. really, yeah, it's by the book. They don't really want to go there. You know, there's sort of, you know, existential it's, conversation. it's become a little bit more, it's become practiced a little bit more like Western medicine in a, in a way and not really acknowledging the exchange of energy and the effect of the consciousness of the practitioner in a treatment. So I was like, this is so great. And everybody in the room, all these practitioners from around the world really were all sitting here watching Sensei Kobayashi demonstrate the treatment. And all of a sudden he, <laughs> and this is being translated, right? So this is, he's not speaking English. So the majority of the, the conference was about Shakaju was therapy. about Shakaju, and so this was we which were again all is not it's so that's what I I used to receive from you initially, which is just yes. um, holding a a blunt needle almost above the skin. Yeah, so the, he's developed something called a Shakaju needle, which is um, very thin, almost looks like an acupuncture needle if you were to look at it. Um, with your with your eye, with your naked eye, but if you were to put it under a microscope, you could see that the end is not pointed like right. an acupuncture needle. Mm-hmm. It's rounded, so it will never insert into the skin. Although I have been told that if somebody's field is really open, sometimes it will actually go in. Um, so there's that, and then there's also something called a tation, which is made of um, a precious metal, so it can be made of silver, copper, or gold, and that also conducts energy. It's That's much more blunt. That's the one you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So those are the two main tools. We also use a lot of moxa. It works a lot with the spine and the energy of, of the meridians along the spine. And moxa, um, for those who aren't familiar, is of the burning of an herb, like on a yes. specific energy center. Yes. Moxa. So moxa is the actually short for moxibustion, which is the process of burning it. We call it moxa, but the actual herb is Artemis mugwort. Okay. Yeah. 
So those are those are the tools. I mean, it's so cool. I feel like I really do sometimes feel like I don't know. Like you're in I Harry Potter school. A witch. Yeah. Like, so like, oh, let me get out this tool. It's so fun. So anyway, so we're here watching Sensei Kobayashi demonstrate. And all of a sudden he pulls out this, like, I can't remember the name of it. Please forgive me. I'm sure somebody out there knows the name of it. But it looks like a mini sword. And Were you really close to the the yeah. person that he was working on and him when so he was they're demonstrating all up front this? demonstrating. Okay. And uh, there were probably about f- 74. 50 to 75 practitioners watching and he this woman is face down and she's she's also an English speaker so she has no idea what's going on she's just like oh I'll volunteer to get treated by this guy so he punctures the back of her neck takes a fire cup puts it over the back of her neck and starts drawing out blood well so this is the first time I'd ever mm, I think it was the first time I'd ever seen wet cupping certainly like this and I was just like, I think all the whole room got really silent because it was a lot of blood, and a lot. Yeah. And, um, we were just like, okay, uh, wow. And then she got up and she looked really, um, out of it. And in fact, she kind of looked angry when she left. And so all of us were like, Ooh, <laughs> I don't know about this. You know, I think all of us were kind of like, wow. Okay. Well, the next day, she ended up contacting whoever her person was that got her into this conference Mm -hmm. as a volunteer and said, wow, I have never felt better. Like all of these things that like truly all of these things that I have been struggling with for years are like, are suddenly feeling like they're being released. So in, in this case, this woman had a lot of physical trauma Mm -hmm. and emotional trauma. And what we were taught in the conference was the place between the, the head and the body, i.e. the neck, is where trauma is stored. It's the place between your brain and your body. So that's any kind of trauma, whether it's physical trauma or emotional trauma, anything that's traumatic tends to be stored there. And so by removing blood from that area, it helps to get things moving. And so, I mean, that's how I learned. And that was really, that was a powerful demonstration for me, both because I was like, what the F is this? <laughs> and then also because of this woman who had a multiple, she had been like thrown from a horse. I think she also like fell from, you know, I don't even know, like a lot of physical, a car mm-hmm. accident, some emotional stuff with that too. The fact that it helped her with that was, it just made an impression on me. So when I use it on people, it's usually because there's an indication of, um, sometimes I'll use it just for physical pain. You know, sometimes people just have like neck stuff that mm-hmm. won't move from an accident and I'll, I'll do it there. Um, but any kind of trauma. I usually will be like, I have so many questions about this, <laughs> but even though it's been done to me, yeah. it's, I just, you know, there are so many things coming up, but just so everyone yeah. has an idea. So basically you are puncturing the back of the neck with a needle. Yes. I use, I use a diabetic lancet, so it's not as, um, shocking as anything that's bigger. Okay. <laughs> and then, so we have, you know, just an, an open, whatever hole from the needle. And then you're yeah. putting on what most people are familiar with cupping. Yeah. So you're putting on one of these like smaller cups and kind of creating a suction. Yes. And then that is drawing up whatever, you know, blood is yes. wanting to release, Yeah. which is very interesting because everyone responds differently to this, right? Yes. Yes. You know, even though you're ax, you're, um, you're piercing each person pretty much exactly the same. There are some people who are bleeding. There are some people who are not. Yeah. The blood is different there oh, in totally. every single person. Yeah. So what do you think, what are you seeing as kind of like, you know, some general things that are like indicative of, of why the difference in different people? Why the different um, experience or different blood? Like what I see yeah, because I know that you describe <laughs> what you're seeing yeah. as sort of, you kind of give like some general understanding of what is happening. So for example, yeah. when you did it to me, mm-hmm. what was, what, what were you seeing? Oh my gosh, it's so funny. I don't really remember, Sheen. I remember I, that it was, it was <laughs> not a lot. I try to just like not <laughs> hold on to what I experienced in sessions with people. So mm-hmm. that way I could not be like... You know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah. Kind of burdened by it in a yeah, way. That's and, true. And, and it also helps me to be really present to I mean, what you're, what's coming and up this in was, the moment. This was but, approximately yeah. like four or five months ago. Yeah. So, well, I remember, first of all, it's not 
it's not pain free. <laughs> you feel being lanced. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that a lot of blood came out of me. I don't, I know, I know mm-hmm. certainly like the cup wasn't full of blood. Yeah. Um, but the cup definitely like left a mark. Yeah. You know, and after that there was, um, and this is why we, we always talk about kind of the consciousness of you as a healer, because after that you, specifically we're saying, you know, I feel like there's something you're not saying. You started working on my throat chakra after that. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of remembering the session now. (laughs) So, so you, you just kind of like without sound, without sounding, you know, too in the clouds, you were basically like clearing energy from my throat chakra with your hand. You were just kind of like talking to me about this, saying this and, um, okay. I'm remembering now it's coming back to me now. Yeah. 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 Do you have anything else? I totally forgot about that. That's so funny. Well, sometimes I feel like I go into this altered state where I have to be reminded about what I said and what happened. Yeah. I can understand that. That's probably so that kind of working with the chakra system and clearing in that way is something that I was taught by James Van Prague. So I probably kind of went in, I don't know what I was doing, but yeah. It went there. <laughs> yeah. It went that route. I went there. I did that. So, um, <laughs> we did that. Yeah, we did we together, did. but I wasn't, I wasn't thinking that I was really showing up I know, for that. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really, I, I wasn't like, that. okay, today's transformation day. <laughs> Let's begin. <laughs> but nope. some part of you was. I guess so. Yeah. Very, very much so. And so Evan, my partner in life and business, and I went to dinner right after that. And um, w- I was experiencing a lot of feelings, <laughs> which I know is unique. <laughs> I wish everyone could see the look on her face right now. It's so, so unique perfect. for me because I've been so good at just shutting off. Yeah. Feelings. Not in a way that's self-sabotaging, probably as a a survival mechanism, because I've been doing a lot. And if if I had, you know, been accessing these feelings and emotions during, I guess mentally, logically, maybe I wouldn't have been able to accomplish as much Mm -hmm. on the physical plane. Yeah. However, looking back, I would say that had I had this balance what I had been building and working on probably would have been more um, grounded, more mm-hmm. more sustainable in nature. You know, mm-hmm. I'm having to go backwards and say, like, how did I do these things? And, like, how right. do I now, like, delegate? And how do I now, like, you know, um, disperse the responsibility? And how do I actually take care of myself? Like, I'm having to do a lot of back work yeah. because I didn't do it during... I was just, you know, very driven on the work, 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 work sort of mentality. But anyway, so Evan and I had gone to dinner that night and I was, I really was experiencing a lot and like what is normal for me, I just wasn't saying anything because I was kind of just like, uh, you know, I didn't even know how to say it. And I also didn't know if he was the person to to speak with about it because I didn't know how he was going to respond. Like would it is he going to think that I'm just being dramatic? I'm not really sure. So, Aww. but anyway, I, it got to the point where my face turned white and I was, and again, like, let me remind everyone, I didn't lose any blood. It's, it wasn't like a, it wasn't that sort of thing. It was yeah. like, I was literally trying to hold in my emotion and my feelings. And he was like, okay, now you're about That's to pass so out. So you must speak. You must speak. Like, what is going on? And his response taught me a lot as well in that, you know, um, sometimes we assume that we know how people that we're in relationship with are going to respond to us. And and a lot of times they surprise us, especially when we're very connected to ourselves. Yes, yes. Because it becomes less about their response and just more about expressing what's coming up. Yes. And so that was able to take place. And I recognized in that because I was crying, which, you know, if you talk to Evan, like I'm not someone who cries very often either. Um, I started crying and then I immediately knew that there were things that I wanted to speak with a coach about things that like, I thought that I'd kind of, um, 
gotten over or like surpassed these things that weren't really on my heart or mind anymore, but very clearly were. Mm -hmm. And so the next day I booked an appointment with my life coach now, his name is Tim. Um, and a few other things started happening. We've, I, I've kind of like barely touched the surface of this, but this was the, that experience was the first thing that kind of accessed that portal into emotion, feelings, communication, expression, vulnerability. And then like the floodgates just opened to those experiences. So the experience in Colorado, which a lot of people saw on my Instagram, (laughs) I ate an edible and had like a, I don't know, what do you, what to call it? What what did I call it? Like a, a hero's journey sort of thing. Um, (laughs) which I'll talk about on another podcast. A couple of other things happened as well. Um, I had an astrological reading and she said that this is the time of my Saturn return Uh, as well. Like actually just those two or three months. Wow. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because like the past couple of months have not been easy. I felt at a lot of times like I had lost myself and that I was losing everything around me, everything that I was attached to. Mm -hmm. It felt... Um, very unsure, felt very, um, I I felt like I didn't have an understanding or groundedness in this life experience. Mm -hmm. So it felt like a lot was, I was losing my life almost Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. What is coming to mind when I'm like saying these things to you? It's funny you said that because I just got to feel, well, okay, so what I'm getting is that you could have been experiencing the same exact thing before and you wouldn't have felt any different, but because you're suddenly getting energy flowing into places and really feeling the reality of things, you're, it's uncomfortable and it's scary. Does that make sense? So like where before you were able, cause you, you're talking about the chakras, like being all up here in your head and like the vision, which you have a huge, you are very much a visionary. So you were like kind of up here and not so much down here in the reality. Um, Yes. The lower chakras, chakras. (laughs) Mm -hmm. kind of like that. So all of a sudden you have, you're having this embodied experience. So you're feeling things that you've never felt before. And that, and that can bring up a lot of like fear and things because it's just mm-hmm. new it's just uncomfortable and you're actually like feeling it where before you you weren't allowing yourself to feel it yeah mm-hmm. I think that that's that true yeah definitely because I would I was definitely aware of things that I I knew yeah. but but didn't feel exactly like exactly yeah. what you're saying yeah um but then also there was a separate and aside feeling of losing myself and that mm-hmm. experience of kind of shedding, I guess, in some ways, mm-hmm. which like you would think if you were all operating in an, um, an upper chakra mm-hmm. region, yeah, what do you have to release? But I, you know, and how would you describe that? Wait, say that again. So it, so a lot of what I felt like was my existence was in the upper chakra region, very yeah. like, um, kind of it didn't feel very grounded. Yeah. You know, and I had actually physical symptoms of that. I had a, yeah. I have a lot of disconnection from my lower chakra chakras yeah. physically in terms of like, I'm, I have a lot of trouble with regular periods and, um, my legs, like f- restless legs and things like that, where you yeah. can just tell the energy yeah. has not been connected to all of my chakras and, right. and the lower part of my body yeah. in a way that was flowing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just saying that like you would think if someone was operating in the higher chakras Mm -hmm. that it wouldn't feel like it wouldn't seem that things needed to be quote unquote released because it's a very airy sort of existence. Yeah. But the experience of feeling like I had lost myself and my identity through all of these processes Mm -hmm. of quote unquote healing. Mm -hmm. Like what is that? Have you ever experienced something like that? Like you're losing. Well, the, yeah, I think so. It's funny you mentioned that because I was just watching a Joe Dispenza thing last night, Mm -hmm. which I freaking love him so much. I was watching, um, one of his breaking the habit of being yourself, um, 
was like a clip of his one of the workshops he did and you can get it on Gaia actually for those of you who have Gaia which I love but so I was watching that and he was talking about that too how sometimes when people start changing their perception and they start actually like changing the way that they view the world it does feel that people oftentimes will like be like this feels weird this feels uncomfortable this doesn't feel quote unquote right or like me exactly Mm -hmm. because it's not the way that you have been operating mm-hmm. so it will feel uncomfortable and it will not it's not the way that you've create you know created yourself I, does that make sense yeah I mean I guess that's the closest I can I can re- I can relate to that mm-hmm. because it's almost like if yeah if you were really strongly identified with operating in a certain way and that helped you especially if it helped you to create this beautiful space and it helped you to do the things you want to do and then all of a sudden you're doing things differently it can feel like you're losing because you are you're you're recreating yourself in a in a different way reorganizing reorganizing things in a different way Mm -hmm. yeah and Another part of that well, is... And also, uh-huh. sorry, and because like, and also the root chakra is very much about yourself, your sense of self. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, the safety. It's so deep. It's so deep. So if you're, if for some reason that's a little um, wobbly and then all of a sudden you're feeling that again, mm-hmm. it's going to be like, fuck, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like, fuck. Like, yeah who am I? What am I? You know, those really deep, like root chakra. And I couldn't honestly see it during the process during those couple of months. I couldn't really talk about what was going on because I didn't really know. And what was also very interesting was that I didn't, um, it, it felt like there needed to also be universal alignment for that to have taken place because Mm -hmm. it was, it was like, I didn't make the choices for those things to have that compounding effect. But I couldn't deny that something was energetically changing so integrally mm-hmm. in my life. It was like, I, I couldn't not notice. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And like people, I think I who it. are so used to operating I with a logical it. mind, like they just, they're just like, well, certainly there's an explanation. And I don't think that there is. As yeah. first for experiences like this, like there were times where you, I just was like, and, and the whole experience became almost about death. Like I was reading a book about death at the time, like the, and I wouldn't normally do that. There was just like symbolically like flooding wow. my, it was just, I was, I was reading, um, what's that book called? Uh, smoke gets in your eyes, notes from a cremation. <laughs> What? Yep. And it was it was what? great. I read it in two days. Like it Has was so interesting to me. Read that book? Yes, I'm wondering, it's a very popular any, book. Is it really? Yeah, because wouldn't you be interested by the experience of someone who worked in a mortuary or a cremation? No. No? You wouldn't? <laughs> Maybe I'm not in touch with my root chakra enough. <laughs> well, this is something that I think is a very interesting topic mm. of conversation as a side note because wow. it makes you I mean, I think that we both and and many of the people that we work with were were kind of showing up to live a conscious life, which includes our decision making in a lot of ways. Yeah. Sometimes we want that decision making to feel very natural and and not brain focused, but in some ways also we want to have information and then choose based on that. So yeah. one of the things that this book brings up is how do you want to dispose of your physical body after you die wow and all the implications of you know having a traditional funeral um with an open casket that is so interesting I would never read something like that but I mean (laughs) do you already know what you want to do with your body no well I guess maybe I should yeah I don't know I guess I don't know I mean so fascinating there are a lot of things to consider challenging me to think about it yeah there are a lot of things to consider like do you have a will no I don't have a will yeah but but that's kind of like what all right y'all okay we need to do like a survey what age should you do those things create a will think about how you're gonna die I mean well if you if it just comes into your consciousness that you're all of a sudden interested in like everything was just death and dying that I could just I I Looking back, I could just see what I was attracted to during that time. Yeah. And it, and it was like survival, like life or death. 
yes. survival. Yes. Yep. Yes. And that a lot of, of what I had identified as being me was dying. Wow. Which is great. Like wonderful. Amazing. Yeah. It's just scary when you're in it because yeah. you don't know if you're going to get out of it. Yeah. And you're like, am I ever going to have ambition again? Am I ever going to have inspiration again? Yeah. Am I ever going to feel like doing yeah. this again, this life, you know? Yeah. Um, and it absolutely wow. does come through during the cycle. I have chills. <laughs> I just got chills. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It was really an incredible couple of months that I still feel like things are reorganizing and, but I'm so grateful for that experience. Aww, something that good. really you initiated Aww. through that. And again, like it's not something it's that I, I came to you and I was like, can you stab me in the neck today? <laughs> like that's what I wanted. To, that's what I would prefer. Like someone right. to stab me in the neck and to bleed everyone. No, like it's I not- don't even remember. How did that even happen? Sometimes the sessions are just like, hey, you want to do it? It's like, yeah. all right. Or like, yeah, but that's also not something that I would be like, okay. Yeah. Like yeah. there was, there was something that was divinely guided for, sure. for you to have convinced me to do that for sure and it's not and also you know you practice many different modalities right. like that is not necessarily necessary or the yeah. best option for for people to begin experiencing yeah. um, transformation sometimes sometimes it can be an acupuncture session sure sometimes it can be um reading a book yeah but i don't know like I'm, I'm actually just so happy to have experienced that experience because I would say that I would have been quite skeptical. Everybody's going to want to get their neck bled. Oh now. yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. But I would oh have been quite skeptical of the stories that I'd heard of people having immense experiences or transformations from anything because I really had never experienced months, days, like, like I had just very recently. And I'm, and again, like, I'm just, I'm so grateful that I did because, um, there's undeniable truth to a soul that's, um, evolving. Yeah. And things that you begin to feel emotionally, <laughs> physically. Okay. I need to say something cause I'm getting this really strongly. Okay. So there is a moment and it's about choice. Okay, this is a message for everybody listening now. Okay. It's about choice because there's a moment there where I was like, do you want to do this? If you don't feel comfortable, we don't have to go there. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember very clearly And I clearly tell you now, know all the time. I was very much like, we don't have to do it. If you don't feel comfortable, we don't have to do it. And you, at that time, said yes. You made the choice to go there, to to do that Mm -hmm. oh my god I'm gonna cry this is so crazy so um the message is when it's just to remember that that we always have a choice and that those little moments it's almost like you're sitting you're on the edge of a cliff like should I do it should I not do it should I go there should if there's something in you that's like maybe I should like to trust that and to do it because something so small that you might not think is important could actually be huge yeah, that's a really important message because also my that was that was a decision that I I wasn't going to think about. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about implications from making that decision. No. So the things that come into your field like a question from someone in oper- you know, maybe just trusting maybe not overthinking. Uh-huh. Um you know, I would assume that I had to have been in a place where there was no thought because had there been thought, I would have thought, right. Well, I can receive this sort of benefit from something else. Right. Or maybe it's not the right time or, you know, this is going to result in X, Y, Z. Like none of those thoughts happened. It was, it was kind of just like being in the flow and just allowing. Right. Right. Life. And I think that especially when we have a lot of conversations relating to like spiritual evolution and consciousness, it's like, Yes, we're all looking, we're all seeking to live in the flow, and yet we are trying to use our brain to make decisions for us. Well, I don't think (laughs) there has to be a balance, yeah, there's got to be a balance, yeah, yeah. But I think that there's, um, just to, I guess, the, the message is to realize the impact of your choices. And meaning that there's a part of you that, first of all, 
you trusted me, like you trust me. We have that relationship. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that I'm not going to do anything to hurt you. And so just like knowing that you can feel uncomfortable because you probably were a little bit uncomfortable. I don't think you were like, yeah, let's do it. No, (laughs) but I think it's like that. There's a moment, there's a choice, maybe perhaps where we make a choice to do something differently that might not be familiar, that might not be what we would usually choose, but that could really give us tremendous benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So interesting. (laughs) Everything. I mean, everything just aligns and, and lines up in a way looking back that made perfect sense on all this yeah you know a big a big thing and something that was coming to mind just now also was that through working with you and then through working with my life coach actually as well I'd begin I'd begun like tuning into how I felt in my body so in relation to choice um taking that moment to feel how you feel in your body Mm mm-hmm is really important because I would say that, yes, I would know that I was going to experience an uncomfortable physical situation, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that my physical, you know, had I tuned into my body, which maybe I did, maybe that was that flow decision. I don't think it would have represented itself as like a physical constriction of my stomach, like a gut wrenching. I don't think that would have been the response, even though I knew I was about to mm. experience physical pain. Interesting. Yes. There would have been a sense yes, of I see what you're saying. Yes. Body communication yes. in yes. that choice. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I think that you, when you use that more mm. often, I think that you mm-hmm. use that a lot. Yeah. You recognize how you, like those subtle communication yes. pieces from your body. Somebody. So one of my friends who's a psychic medium said the other day that there's a difference between, and it makes total sense. I mean, you're going to get it too. When it talks about feelings, there's an emotional feeling and then there's an energetic feeling sense. So sometimes you can have an emotion about something that might be like a practiced response that mm-hmm. might not be coming from the best place. Like maybe, you know, rehashing old experiences or something like that, like an emotion. But then there's an energetic feeling that's kind of on a different level where you're sensing something. And I feel like the body responds to, to that too. There, it's a very subtle difference, but you get it. Like mm-hmm. there's a difference between an emotion a, a feeling that's an emotion and a feeling that's more of like tapping into energy, mm-hmm. which could be a little different than the emotion that first comes to mind. Mm-hmm. There are so yeah. many subtle differences, Yeah, but I think especially someone like me who, who wasn't from, I, I really wasn't operating from a place of groundedness. Mm-hmm. That was a new experience. She is so brave. Not she really. Are. Not really. I Just trying you to, you know, live life, survive. Yeah. Just but sharing this experience with everybody. And I mean, that's, that's a brave thing to do. Yeah. Well, I, think. I, I wouldn't, I don't know. I guess it's hard to say yourself that you feel yeah. brave, but what I do feel is that I feel a lot less resistance to speaking authentically about yeah. things that have happened to me and things that are going on in my life. For a long time, I felt very guarded and now I feel okay being vulnerable and okay That's talking amazing. about things that, um, I just don't question it anymore. Yeah. I don't question being able to share my experience because it just is what it is. Yeah. And it's my perception of that experience. And and I've also recognized that I've learned so much from other people sharing their experience. True. You know? Yes, 100%. I'm so yeah. grateful for the people who, when, I was, when I'm going through difficult times in every, any area of my life, yeah. that there are people who have spoken out about saying like, hey, I've been there too. Yeah. Like, you know, I might, I may seem like I have it all together as like someone you admire, but like, I've, I've been in that, in that too. Yeah. That's so important. Oh my gosh. I love it. I, I am so, I guess because I've watched you over the years that I feel like I can feel the difference. And that's why I'm so, I feel so proud of you. So I don't know this feeling that I have is just proud and I'm amazed. It does take a lot of work. And that's why I'm saying that the Mm -hmm. the bravery of having to go through the experience and then talking about it and then actually living it. Mm -hmm. Like what you're saying isn't just words. Like I can see that. So living with integrity. I love it. Yeah, I don't, you know, I think that I've definitely in a lot of ways made the intention to, to live this way and to show up for this 
sort of experience that yeah. is not that is unlike others experience you yeah. know like I'm I'm always wanting to um get to the bottom and like be in the raw mm-hmm. I you know raw talk it's just <laughs> like I I'm not inspired by the superficial yes I'm inspired by what is real and raw yes and and I think that I've made these contracts in some way whether spiritual yeah. or physical that this is this is how I want to show up for my life. Yeah. I want, I want, you know, to bring up the uncomfortable. I want to show up for the uncomfortable. I want to be present as, and, and more, more so and more so I'm, I'm also okay with that transitioning, you know, like being right or wrong is, is doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just about experiencing life. And like, I think that yeah. the more that, it's not just about me doing this. It's about people feeling okay doing this in some way in their life. Yes. You know, reaching out for help, asking someone, can you support me through this? Saying like, this is what I'm experiencing. All those things are incredibly powerful yes. and do take bravery. Yes. You're right. Um, but for some reason, I think we've had a hesitation in, in showing up in that way. We've We've burdened yeah. our lives with trying to take it on ourselves. Yeah. Well, it's not the MO. I mean, you look at the world out there, especially with social media, and I'm not hating on it because I know that it's the way that mm-hmm. we connect with each other, but a lot of times it's the way that the ego will will latch on to comparison and image and, you know, like that it can be really destructive. So I think that that's why we tend to deny and pretend and, Mm -hmm. you know, not talk about the problems because we don't want someone to perceive us a certain way when I maintain this image, you know, it's, it's, that's, there's a lot of that. It's a lot of that, but it creates so much suffering in people. Mm -hmm. And that's why when someone talks out like you are and is able to be vulnerable and own the fact that yes, you can have an amazing business and you can also be struggling. Yes. You can have, you know, all of these things and also not have it all together is so freaking important i mean it's so important i know but it seems obvious but it really is not Mm -hmm. it's yeah so it's that's why i'm so just like proud of you and um amazed like i think i'm amazed by by the difference the shift that you're that you're experiencing and i'm happy that you're sharing it with everyone thank you noelle yeah thanks for being the the impetus Oh my gosh. For that. Well, I think it was a joint. <laughs> I wasn't even really fully there. I don't know. I was in an altered state and you probably were too. Probably. So it was our, both of our higher selves made it happen somehow. Yes. <laughs> but it really was an incredible experience. Okay. And I'm very grateful for it. And um, I want people to reach out to you if they have any other questions about it. So um, I always, I'm going to put your contact in for your email one of three somehow <laughs> we'll figure out which one um and you guys reach out to noel on social one. media yeah on social media if you have any questions um or book an appointment with her if you're here and and if you're not here you do distance sessions as well for yeah. spiritual coaching and direction and yeah you're an amazing person to speak to and and with and to connect with and it's because you're showing up authentically in your life too so I'm very thankful and proud of you also thank you Sheen I love you Sheen have an amazing week everyone talk to you soon bye guys that was a big one I hope you enjoyed this episode I hope that you're enjoying and can feel some of the big energy, big time energy that has moved into my life. Maybe some, you can, you're recognizing more clarity and authenticity, I hope, coming from a place of really showing up for my life, beginning at this moment that I talked about with Noel in this episode. I am really encouraging you guys, if you have a friend who you think might enjoy this podcast, please share the podcast with your friends please um, share the podcast uh, links or just tag a friend in the episode profile on Instagram from my Instagram page, Sheena Menina. Or if you have something that has shifted in your life as a result of the podcast and you feel called to share, if you 
are posting it on Instagram, please tag me or hashtag Raw Talk with Sheena because I love to be able to look back and see some of the progression of you guys, um, the progression of the podcast. It's it's something that I feel like we are all in together and I really enjoy being able to look back and see how all those things have transpired. Another thing that you can do to help support the podcast is to leave a rating or a review on iTunes. And this is, of course, obviously helpful for trying to monetize this portion of my sharing and my life. So um, it helps that will help sustain it. It will help it to keep going. It will help me be able to sustain my efforts in this podcast show. So rate, review, and share with a friend if you're so inspired. That is all that I'm asking and is super, super helpful. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for next week's where we'll be getting into ayahuasca. Cheers, you guys. Have a great week.